if you are ready to take the hard road, the road less traveled, the path in life where the journey is more important than the destination, then you are in the right place. Prepare to live with vigor. This is the Adventurous Gentleman Podcast. Last night, sorry, I was on the phone. A guy uh, in Western Colorado had a. Uh, it snowed over there, so he they're looking for mountain lion tracks now. And he called me if they cut one, to see if I could run down there and shoot one. You going to shoot it? Well, they haven't found one yet, but. Uh, oh, just if they come across it. Yeah, if they found a big one, I'd run over there. And in that one, right, I, in that right there is why you got to wake up early. I do, yeah. Uh, you, know, you never know when someone's going to call you to go shoot a mountain lion. I shot a few of them, so I'd, I'd really like to see Frank kill one because he's never shot. There you go. Yeah. What, yeah, uh, so. We should come up with a name what, for this. You got any ideas? For the weekly? Yeah, for the morning sessions. Um, I don't know. I mean... You remember how that Lee Priest, what they used to have that thing called in the Confessions from the Priest? Remember that? <laughs> the in Muscle Mag? Oh. Is, yeah, how old are you now? I am 33. You would have, I mean, uh, well, 10 years ago, I guess. I'm getting old. Uh, yeah, it would have been 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, it was Confessions from the Priest right after he got his face tattooed. <laughs> and, uh, it was just him rambling about shit. It could have been about him eating Jolly Ranchers and GGDs like, and bonbons at the movie. I like that. Let's call it. Let's call it the confessional. The morning, confessional. The morning. The morning confessional. <laughs> I'm good with that. All right. I like that. Good. Now, now we got especially, a name. Especially right now, because I won't be. You know, I should always be able to talk, especially on Mondays, because I got to get to the office so early. So Mondays are always good. Mondays are a good day. Plus, you know, we got the weekend to talk about. For myself, it was the end of rifle season in our zone, which is kind of sad. But I live five minutes from the southern zone line, so it's not a killer. But, you know, it's 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 always a little sad when your season ends. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is a fact. Yeah. And then I've got – I had uh, – I interviewed Evan from Hoyt this weekend. Williams, yep. Yeah, and that'll be up soon. And he and I came up with an idea. Yeah, lay it on me. You ready for this? Yes. We want you to take one of the Kafaru puffies and put some super strong Ghidorah or something like that on the arms for bird hunting. Oh, all the way down the arms? Yeah, yeah but, like on the elbows, but like the elbows, you know, like the elbow side. It doesn't have to be, I don't think, mainly on the inside, maybe a little on the front and the sides. Yeah, so just more of what's already there. Yep, he said he'd buy five of them. Well, that's easy for Evan to say, considering he's never paid for anything from us, so I highly doubt that. That's a great idea for him, then. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I don't know if those guys, I think Evan's all right with me since they stopped shooting from the he's, or whatever, I think he understood, but he's, he's going to try to get on this morning to pitch this idea to you, but I haven't heard back from him, so. No, that's funny. Yeah, no, I get along 
with Kevin. But yeah, I don't. I when I put you point, I'm like, huh, I wonder if he's going to still get along with me. Well, you know, you never know. You may end up back there someday. I kind of doubt it, but really? you never know. It went, it went that that way, huh? <laughs> um, you know, I it was kind of weird because, uh, you know, the contract had been up for a while. I wasn't on the contract, and I told Brian, I'm like, hey, dude, once the contract's up, I'm going to shoot a bunch of bows, and I'm just going to shoot what I want. You know what I mean? It could be a Hoyt, could be a Matthews. Although I was pretty fucking certain it wasn't going to be a Matthews, and uh, just shoot them all. And I liked the Hoyt. I mean, it was in the running, but I liked that prime the best. And so I just started shooting the prime. Um, and dude, they sent Brian a message that said I was classless. Um, I mean, I had a bunch of shit. I mean, I obviously confronted him first thing Monday morning, and I'm like, "How am I class? You were paying Brian." I did all this shit for free. Like, <laughs> the re- all the recurves I filled for you guys, all the compounds, the questions being answered, all the videos. I didn't get paid anything for that. You paid Brian. I just helped Brian out, and when his contract was up, I wanted to shoot a different bow. Maybe. You know, it could have been yours, too. I just ended up shooting a front. Um, and they were, like, saying they had to, you know, over the last year defend – uh, you know, defend me because people would say they shouldn't work with me, uh, tell them they shouldn't work with me. So <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know what? If that's the case, Prime loves working with me. Prime, keep working on people. And Prime Go needs ahead. somebody. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, man, I tell you, they, uh, well, they got a bunch of good people, but, um, but yeah, they, uh, their sales are a lot, I mean, their growth is a lot more than even I thought it was as far as, you know, how big they're getting or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Cause they've got like Matt Singer and Remy Warren and Tim Burnett, you know, those guys all shoot them. Um, you know, they're not big in the tournament scene at all, but, uh, they're fairly, I mean, they're growing for sure. Then I don't, I actually shoot shit out of it. Maybe you should shoot a Martin. Really help somebody that's, out. That's funny. <laughs> Think Hard about no. it. What do you, what are you shooting now? I still shoot an Obsession Evolution. It was their flagship bow that they came out with. Uh, Struther designed it. I think he still designs all their bows, but it, to me, it was the best upset bow Obsession has made to this day. And I still shoot yeah. them all. My buddy, he runs them out of his shop, and it's like, in 2014, they nailed it. And I don't think I've shot a bow yet that's better than it. So, yeah. until then... Um, you gonna keep running it. No, that's good. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Like it's there's definitely a pull in archery and I think it's pushed a lot, you know, because companies gotta stay in business and that's the every year you need a new bow. And Yeah, we we talked about I talked about that on Kafaru Cast and like technology may have changed ten percent in the last 15 years, 10 years, right? Like maybe. Right. And you know, the, the cable stop, um, uh, or excuse me, string stop was, uh, you know, was a big one. Uh, you know, when that, when that changed or whatever, um, and, uh, you know, you roller guards, that's another, another big one. Um, uh, you know, when that changed. So, I mean, there's some, there's some big ones, but, um, I wouldn't say there's anything too terribly groundbreaking. No, there's, you know, nuances that really top guys will notice, you know, guys like Phil, Phil, you know, he picks up a bow, he can notice way more 
going on with it than I can. He can appreciate the technology a lot more than I can. But when I shoot a bow, I know if it feels good or not. And I think a lot of times we kind of pump ourselves up. And I know I've done it before. When I was shooting uh, Bowtech Insanity, I went and got the Bowtech, oh, whatever it was. It was a more forgiving brace. I, I forget the name of the bow. But I went and I bought it. And I had both bows. And the truth is that that second bow I ended up getting rid of because it really wasn't any better. But I had built it up in yeah. my mind that, oh, this is new. This is better. Like, I, like you know, and after that, I decided not again, not not making that same mistake twice. I'm going to run this obsession until I find a, definitely a better bow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. That's actually, I told, uh, when I was talking to, and I think I might be getting a migraine. I hate that. I get blurry vision before I get a migraine, you know? And, Just, uh. Don't drive off. I, think I might be getting blurry vision. Um, and it's what it is. Big storm came in. Very much pressure changes are getting to me. But uh, I was talking to, you know, you know, Prime. I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna shoot this one. You know, I'm not. I'm good with what I got. Right, the synergy and the hybrid. And uh, they, you know, I was telling Frank. I mean, a lot of this, if you're, you know, under contract. You you know you're you're obligated right you, not all not not always but you you have to shoot the new and coolest thing or yep. they certainly suggest they certainly suggest it um, and if that's the case about the time you get comfortable with your bow and you get her all dialed in you got to switch again which um, mm-hmm. you know that's us I'm still working on a back tension release that for two years now I've been working with before I'm willing to take it out and really shoot even targets with it and like our course that's funny Phil was talking about when he first met me uh at that seminar we did you know he was having some trouble shooting and i didn't tell him about him but i was like here take these you know give it a try he's like what's that i'm like well this might fit your hand better whatever you know what i mean i didn't know him about him but i knew of him and i knew he's a super good dude and that's kind of how we actually originally met uh, he's like, you know, I'll pay it for him. I'm like, oh, just whatever. Here you go. And he had target panic at that time. He um, obviously overcame that. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's a, he's a good shooter. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I I've shot a back tension forever. When I say back, I shot a hinge style. I've shot like a pressure type back tension release uh, right. forever, you and then technically use back tension in any setup, but I guess right. I'm using a thumb button would be technically. Yeah, and see, that's not, I mean, that's 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 JV, buddy. Like, for you to be <laughs> complaining, you know, to really, to go varsity, you got to shoot a, try a hinge, right? Like, that's, uh, that's where you really start giving yourself, you know, T- bloody noses and fired <laughs> arrows into Jesus. You know, I think if you really, I think... Honestly, my favorite is still that True Fire uh, Trigger Finger one. I don't even know the name of it. <laughs> that's my yeah, favorite. Wrist rocket. Yeah, that's the old reliable for me. I could be shooting like having a terrible day with any other release. I pick up that and just boom, it's on. Yeah. Huh. I haven't shot much True Fire stuff. Um, I know they've improved significantly from where they used to be 
to now. I mean, I, I actually saw the Harbertsons had, uh, the Mountain Up guys had true fires and, you know, you know, it used to be that was kind of thought of as the, um, you know, the Walmart release, but um, <laughs> that one they had was nice, like super nice. Well, here's the thing: you can make a Walmart. You you give Tim Gillingham a Walmart release, and he's still gonna outshoot me. You know, it's yeah. a lot of times it's the Robin Hood, not the equipment. Mm-hmm. So speaking that release of the is weekend, still a piece of shit. What's that? That release is still a piece of shit, no matter whose hands it is. That, that, the one they used to sell at Walmart. Those <laughs> new ones are un- unbelievable. <laughs> so this weekend, you had a big weekend. I did. Um, we had the, the seminar over at Phil's, um, which was cool. I mean, I don't. I think we oversold on seats, which was good. We actually, How many? and we ran a... Well, there was 50 that was, like, that was what the limit was. And I think uh, there was more than that just because we had to keep bringing up chairs. Um, we actually, we ran out of time. He had a tournament, you know, that was downstairs. And, um, you know, there was supposed to be a couple hours. And it ended up uh, running over that. And we probably could have, you know, still used another hour. I didn't go into, you know, I didn't have time. I didn't go into scoring or photography and clothing. There was a lot of. Um, stuff we just didn't have time for, so uh, yeah, it is it is what it is. But so, what kind of stuff were you covering? Because we didn't even like I. If I had known it was coming up, we would I would have promoted it. Um, well, Phil uh, just talked about aeroweights for broadheads, like uh, momentum, uh, kinetic energy, things like that. Like you know, where's your parameters and uh, what can happen. Uh, you know, too light of an arrow with a mechanical type of a thing. Um, and then he went over target panic, uh, you know, some of the issues with that. And then uh, I just went over uh, some of the more key gear feature, key gear that I use and uh, the features that I like about the, the gear. And when I um, like jump ship from one to another, if I'm using a floorless or a floor shelter, my satellite communication device, um, you know, why I use the Iridium Go instead of the Dormian Reach or a spot or just, you know, like the old timers constantly when they hop on, you should leave technology behind and uh, you're out there to be at peace with yourself, which is great, except when you're trying to run a company from the field, right? You got to have some kind of communication. Um, which again, it's great until something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Water filtration went over that, why I'm using that Serapin, um, just crap like that. Huh. I uh, was following your Instagram story. It was pretty good. I got a, I got wrapped up. I was trying to like I was thinking I was going to lead into a you know like a live deal on it, but it just got more people started you know piling in, um, and uh, it got to a point where you know I sorry about the wind. I'm at the office. I couldn't. Uh, you know, I didn't have time to even, you know, grab my phone because there was a lot of questions getting asked and everything else. So it was good, man. I enjoyed it. I I can't believe how nice Phil made that upwards area. Phil what? Phil made that up top area. Last time I saw oh, it was yeah. like uh the laser shooting thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I mean it's still uh um the DAR system's still up there. He had enough room to enough space to do everything. 
Yeah, it looked good. It was good. So, yeah. So, how's the feedback been on all the other um, shit talking uh, podcasts? Re- really good. And you know what I'm getting the most feedback on? Huh? People are loving the photoshops. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, those are snacks. People. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had a few people. Sorry, I'm unloading my truck with the wind. I've you had know, a few if you people could just make louder, more muffled sounds. I think people listening enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, I had a lot of people message me. You know, you you squat in the the squat right on the Smith machine, and I'm like, no, I get messages. No matter what I do, anything like that, I'm getting a message. Right, like anything that is controversial or something that someone can talk shit about, I'm getting a message, right? No doubt about it. Um, I'm almost done here. Sorry, everyone. I'm back in the office. I'm getting a message no matter what, right? You and I could have started talking about footwear, and I could have been like, you know, I think it's fine to work out in sandals. You'd be like, I like messages. those five from five fingers. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, as sure as, as the sun will rise, there'll be a podiatrist shooting me a message telling me I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like something. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I've got, I probably got five or six that were like, you know, they, they squat in the Smith Ray machine and they're glad to see I do. And then other guys like, dude, what the hell? That's such varsity or JV shit. <laughs> you have you guys coming out hating on you and guys coming out who are like, yeah, I've been ashamed to tell anybody else this, but I, I do it too. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean, for, for me, it's, it's um, like uh, wrap out. And I, I'm sure if I was diligent enough, but um, I'm just basically going for, I mean, a good form, but really speed and being able to stack weights off and on and it's just flat it's easier with the smith machine and you know what it's like you're it's so you're basic and it's okay like you might like wearing uggs and pumpkin spice coffee when it becomes fall it's okay to be basic like there's nothing wrong with it (laughs) i am very basic with lifting now it is extremely basic you know, you're just a basic bitch, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, uh, That's going to be the next Photoshop. It's going to be us on that. You ever see the the Han Solo photo where all the girls are wearing the brown boots with the black puffy jackets? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, oh, uh, it's Han Solo season again. And it's like every girl wears the same outfit in the fall. It's the brown riding boots, like a white shirt with a black puffy vest. And, you know, they always got the pumpkin spice coffee, which I love. So I understand. I'm a, I'm a basic bitch at heart, too. I'll sit down, watch a little Golden Girls, drink some pumpkin spice coffee, have some time to myself, you know? And that's okay. That's okay. I think the problem really occurs is when people just wa- don't want to admit they're basic as they are. Yeah, oh, I guess. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I'm definitely no problem admitting I'm uh, basic. In fact, I think it's almost a letdown when um, people get a hold of me and I give them like my workout routine. I think they're like, really? That's it? Yeah, man, there's no special sauce here. I mean, it is what it is. This is what I do. You know, I was thinking about actually writing a little article for the website, which before I forget, everybody, uh, this is going to be our first month of running new 
weekly all uh new weekly articles to shout out to all the content contributors all the guys who have come on board um so keep a lookout new articles are going to drop monday i think i'm going to post this podcast right after we do it too i think i'm going to start doing that maybe start doing these live not sure yet but so check those out look for them in the instagram feed if you're not following the adventurous gentleman instagram please do because i really don't give two shits about facebook so that's where you're going to see most stuff also, uh, check out KafaruCast and Aaron's shit he's got going on, because I really enjoy the episodes, especially the one you did with uh, John Pinch. I thought that guy is hilarious. Yeah, John's a good dude, and he's super, um, very... Um, he seems really nice, he, like a really nice well, guy. He's, he's super nice. I mean, he'd do anything to help you, but he's, he's, he's also uh, he's very like unassuming. You're not going to... You meet John and you're not thinking, man, this guy could snipe my ass from, you know, a couple thousand yards out, right? But right. he can. Uh, you just don't, you know, think that he's one of those guys where, you know, he's one of those guys you probably underestimate and get your ass handed to you. And there's a lot of guys like that. Those are my favorite people. Like, Phil's a very unassuming mm-hmm. character. And he's a fucking savage. Yeah. I feel it's not that unassuming, dude. I mean, I look at him. I'm like, that's a stout, stout Mexican right there. You better <laughs> hold on if you wrap a hold of that. You grab that tiger by the tail. <laughs> you don't want to be meeting him in a dark alley is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's pretty, pretty stout, dude. But. So to come back to that basic shit, I was thinking about writing an article of like the three, and I know there's a lot of this, like a uh, hunter athlete, like, stuff out there and there's you know you got to sift through the bs and the good stuff but you know based on our conversation the other day i was going to write one just called like the three basic movements to become a better like if you can only do three basic movements do these three and i would say you can either do it with kettlebell or dumbbell and it would be the kettlebell or or dumbbell snatch thruster Mm -hmm. and then hill sprints or do it on a machine if you can't sprint on a hill, like sprint yeah. uphill, those would be my, those three movements. If you could only do three, those would be the three I'd say focus on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some truth to that. I mean, for, for me, when people, um, you know, message me and I'm like, man, you really, and I wouldn't say, you know, I don't categorize it in three basic movements, but I'm like, hike with a pack on, right? You know, you're going to be hunting with a pack on. Um, you push-ups, because you can do those anywhere. Um, air squats, do those anywhere. You know, if they get to a point where they can do pull-ups, you know, do some pull-ups. They never hurt anybody. Do some crunches, some leg raises. I'm like, look, most people, like, wrap their head around this, you know, have trouble wrapping their head around the fitness thing. I got to get a trainer, whatever, whatever. And they're worried about, you know, supplementation, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Cut out some sugar, cut out some salt, cut out anything processed, you know, and go work out a little bit. You'd be amazed if you just do that, you'll probably drop 40 pounds. You know what I mean? Like people put way too much into it. That, again, basic. Be a basic bitch when it comes to fitness. Like if you're drinking soda, stop drinking soda. Do it for two months. I bet you will find you feel better and weigh less. Yeah, less inflammation for damn sure. You want to get, you want to get fitter? Start walking every day. 
I bet in two months you'll feel better and weigh less. Like, the fucking well, that, basic. I tried to write an article about it. It's just not me. I don't focus on, you know, fitness isn't. You've got tons of guys that write about, you know, fitness. I just think sometimes they go a little bit more overboard than they should. Like, it's great having big arms and a big chest. Great being fit, right? I mean, no. Raise your hand if anybody ever walks in the size of a stick figure and you're like, man, that dude, I bet he can crush it. He may be able to, right? He may just kick your ass right up the side of the mountain. But for the most part, you know, guys in general, I'm not saying this is what women like, but guys in their mind, you know, you want some a little bit of beef on you. So, I, I mean, that is important, but the, the reality to, to me as far as hunting goes, you're not doing – one-legged pistol squats, right? You're you're not doing box jumps, you know? Those things are good. They're going to help you. But until you, you know, you may not want to worry about that right off the bat because, you you know, you work on your basics. You want to work on, one, your form, you know, if you're going to do any lifting. But get out there, hike, get the cardio going, right, whatever that needs to be. Um, and then when you have free time, like at the office, we do push-ups, right? Like, do you do if a I'm doing whatever, do I? No, I don't. Um, oh, hell no. Are you kidding me? No. Um, I, it would be different if I was here all the time. It would make sense for me, especially posture-wise. But dude, I'm not sitting here long enough to where I'm like, okay, well, you know, like when I'm here, I need a break. I don't want to stand. When, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, I do have a one of the BOSU chair ball things um you know for to help us posture um which i don't use all the time but you you think you know you look at it um in in the 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 grand scheme of things if it's about hunting your goal is to go in the woods shoot an animal and pack it out and really be able to do that as efficiently as possible now, fat guys get it done all the time, and there's a hell of a lot more fat guys. There's a lot of fat guys getting it done way more efficiently and effectively than a lot of gym rats talking about hunting. But they're not going to be as efficient as they could be. If they were more fit, you know, they'd probably get up the mountain easier. They wouldn't be a sore the next day, you know what I mean? There's a happy medium. Um, and I'm kind of rambling here. I just, if you just get out there and do something, you're probably going to lead into something else and something else and it'll snowball and it becomes like a life change. But if you try to put fitness on this pedestal, that's so high and so unattainable, you're probably going to have troubles initially. I think that that pedestal and that should be a lot lower for people and they should just get out and start doing shit and then kind of escalate from there. So instead of uh, aiming for say the stars, people should aim for like the top of the grass. I would say, you know, aim aim to the top of your truck, then go to your top of your, you know, your house, and then, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I this is the I was a fat kid, man. I remember going like I'm like, you go to 24 hour fitness or Bally, and you sign up because you're fucking fat and you want to work out, and you're like, this is this is it. I, I my I've got dicky do problems. I'm, I'm fucking going to the gym and I'm gonna get fit. Wait, you and then whoop, you go whoop, in. Whoop. What problems? 
dicky do when your stomach sticks out farther than your dicky do? Oh, Never heard that. I, I, I've heard it, but I didn't realize that you're using it in that context. <laughs> so you get in there, and then you get okay. You get three person, three sessions, right? The number one job those trainers used to have, and I don't know now, was to confuse the trainee so much that they felt they had to keep the trainer, like. They're doing crazy balance shit. And you know what I mean? All these different programs, which aren't bad. I'm not discrediting them. But it will, if you know, you get somebody in there that's 100 pounds overweight and they're trying to squat up and down on a freaking ball with some trainer holding their hand. And I'm like, yeah, uh, that's probably confusing them. Um, where, you know, reverse it. Somebody wants to get super fit. Hey, dude, come on over to the house. Let's go hiking. We go hike, we talk, and then as we're talking, it's like, hey, you know what, man? No bullshit. Give me your diet. What are you eating? And in most cases, guys, what they think are eating healthy, and I was the same way, it's certainly not healthy. Like protein bars, you might as well eat a Snickers. I mean, for most of them, not all of them. There is good protein bars out there. Gluten, right? Well, I've been eating, you know, whole grain chips, you know, whatever. Okay, that's not healthy, brother. You can eat it, but and then the sugar. I've been drinking Gatorade. Well, if you know Lance Armstrong, you can get away with that. But Gatorade is the devil. You don't really want to be drinking Gatorade. It's full of sugar. So a lot of things people I don't think realize that they can cut out of their diet and just do something. If it's only 15 push-ups throughout the course of the day, knock out 15 push-ups five, six, seven, eight times little increments and then pretty soon you drop 10 15 pounds you have that internal motivational boost like all right i can do it i've dropped some weight and and then go to the next step and the next step and then it becomes a life change and a lifestyle um if you try to do it all at once in my opinion most people fail it's hard to do all at one time so if you had to say all right here we go three i'm gonna give you three moves if you are doing jack dick right now, uh, what would the three basic bitch moves be for someone to get their ass up and going? Push-ups would certainly be one. And are we counting cardio for that or just just for lifting? Uh, all, just any, anything. You only They can only do three things. I'd say pick the easiest ones, and that would be push-ups, air squats. Uh, and then depending... I, I mean, I don't have much. I, I do a lot of, um, you know, like um, like I call them bench dips, like, uh, you know, the benches you have in the locker room doing mm-hmm. dips off of those, you know, something like that. And then an abs, you know, I, I, I just love slump abs all into the same thing. That's probably four, but um, air squats, four. push-ups and air squats, push-ups and abs, you know, to get you going because you can do them anywhere. I could be doing air squats right now. You wouldn't know. Um, you know, when I, when I say abs, um, you know, you can, I do abs every day. I don't really, you don't really have to do abs every day probably, but, um, core strength is, um, I mean, it's immeasurable to how important it is for heavy load hauling. If you've got a weak core, you generally have a weak back, um, and you generally can't carry as much weight, uh. Most guys I know that can carry insane amounts of weight have a, you know, an insane, uh, you know, core strength. So your core is, you know, really the, the, you know, the building block for the rest of your body. In my opinion, it's extremely important. What do you do for your core other than crunches? 
Uh, so I'll do, I, I, I bridge or uh, I do modified bridging and, and bridge. And then I do push-ups. Um, and each push-up in cadence, I bring my knee, you know, up to where it's basically 90 degrees off my body or as flexible as I can be parallel with the ground. I do leg raises. I do the supine bicycle. Um, I do, and, and again, like not everybody has this, I get on the flat bench um, and I do leg raises while I bench. I don't do it with heavy weight. Um, if I do like 45s on each side and I do leg raises in cadences, I go down with the bar, my legs go up. So as the bar goes up, my legs go down and I'll do sets of 10 with that. Or I'll grab the uprights that's holding the bar and I'll do leg raises and I, and I'll, and I, you know, also do it to the side. So I'll do side crunches while I'm holding those uprights as well. So I do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, preacher curls, I'll do preacher curls and then I'll do push-ups, go straight to push-ups on that same, um, curl bar. And then I'll actually roll in and out, um, kind of, um, what do you want to call that? Like an inchworm. Um, and again, a lot of that's super setting. I'm not taking breaks in between, so I'm getting good cardio in between it. My workouts after 25 minutes, I'm pretty much smoked if I do it right. So, you know, your recommendation would also be like, hey, you don't have to go in there, spend an hour, two hours in the gym, stick to this simple shit, hit it hard, and get your ass out. That would be my suggestion. Unless you become a gym rat, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, you know, some people, part of the lifestyle is hanging out in the gym or hanging out, you know, like CrossFit. It's the one thing I learned with that there's a 30 45 minute bullshit session a 20 minute workout nothing wrong with that um i mean hell that's me at the archery range i shoot for 15 minutes i talk for an hour um nothing wrong with that but i think for most guys i mean you know you'd be amazed how many people get a hold of me or brian or or just you know through through messaging like hey did you change my life listening to a guy that you know, with a fat kid, I've dropped 120 pounds. I just did what you said and, you know, small, small goals. And the diet is the big one, right? Diet 65, 70% of the problem. You, you cannot exercise your way out of a piss poor diet. I care how much you, you exercise. If you're eating horrible, you're not going to, you're not going to exercise yourself out of it. You may get in better shape, but to be at your true peak or, or, or the, you know, the pinnacle of where you want to be, you're going to have to have a pretty damn good diet. Um, you know, and again, that's the same thing. You're not going to be able to just start eating broccoli and shit. If you went from eating ho-hos, you're just not going to be able to do it. Most people can't, but if you start, get rid of sugar and salt, you know, especially processed sugar and cut your sodium. All right. Now you want to get rid of any processed wheat. Um, inflammation is horrible with processed wheat. So is it really get rid of, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even know how bad how bad are we talking. I didn't know this. Yeah, processed wheat is horrible for inflammation of the joints. Um, so get rid of processed any processed wheat or anything processed in general is bad. And and I'm not a a dietitian. I'm just saying, coming from a guy who's 40 who's beat up his body, um, there was a night and day difference to how I felt both internally, like my gut health. Uh, but also my joints when I stopped eating and I processed it occasionally, right? I mean, you, you, I can't say you have to, but, uh, but, you know, in general, like through the course of the day, um, you know, I have gluten-free chips and they're definitely processed, you know, some, you know what I mean? But 
there's not processed, um, you know, weed in there or whatever. Uh, but it's like today, this morning, I woke up, I had a handful of almonds. I was in a hurry, right? Had my coffee, went to the gym, got my workout on. I come down to the shop. I'm going to actually have what's called a bobo bar here in a minute and some beef jerky. Um, I'm not as dialed in this time of year as I should be because I just don't give a shit and I'm lifting all the time. In about three hours, roughly, um, you know, depending, I'm probably going to have some kale chips. Um, and I'll usually have a little bit more jerky then. When I get home, I'll normally um, have like a four-egg gluten-free bagel. I eat a lot of eggs. Um, you know, I'll have a snack in between then right before I go to the, you know, the gym, depending upon, you know, what's at the house and what we're doing. I'm going to have another snack of probably 300 calories. It's not, it's a dense 300 calories, meaning it's not really filling up my stomach like mass but it's, it's high in calories and that's generally some kind of a peanut butter or something. Um, I'll lift super heavy or I'll go do cardio when I get home and I have dinner and I try not to eat pack six, certainly carbs. I try not to eat carbs, pack six is lot. It's pretty, it sounds like a lot of Are work. Are you there? Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> What's that? That sounds like a lot of work. You know, all that shit. Um, I mean, I, again, I'm not a, a dietitian that's far, but you know, far more than me, but, um, when I'm super dialed in my buddy, Paul, for example, that dude's got his diet in, um, like dialed in like crazy, but you know, I try to eat, um, less, uh, like super high intensity days. I'm a 2,500 calorie guy. My, my metabolism, what it was used to be, um, but I try to eat multiple small meals. I don't eat any real big meals until, and my dinner meals decently big, but it, a lot of that salad. Um, but he, I, and, and I cheat. Like when I, we go to hunting camps, they're like, my God, how do you eat this much? Like I'm eating raisin bran and shit I shouldn't be eating. Um, you know, but I think sometimes that mm, having those cheat times throws your body into shock where your metabolism and your body's like, Jesus, what are you? putting into this body of yours, my God, and it kicks it into overdrive. So I think having that occasionally doesn't hurt. Um, you know, of course, maybe I'm biased because I want to eat Raisin Bran once a year, twice a year, you know, at hunting camps. But, uh, you know, when we go to Alabama, they're like, Brian uh, Broderick, my buddy, he owns Lock Films, you know, he's like, I think you're full of shit. <laughs> Die at my ass. I'm stuffing cookies down my throat every time I walk by the cookie tray. But, I don't gain any weight from it. When I get back, I actually lose weight because once, you know, my, my body's kind of went into shock, I get back and hit it hard. My body's kind of kicking into overdrive thinking what the hell are all these cookies? So, um, you know, I stay around between 190 and 205 all year long. That's pretty good weight to float around at. It's still kind of heavy though for the, what, for the mountains, would you say? or Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, not for me, um, you know, I would say like for the way that I'm built and the, the muscle mass or whatever, I get below 190, man, I'm running on borrowed time. I'm eating my body away. Um, you know, for me, 200 pounds is like the perfect weight. I, I'm maintaining good strength. Um, I'm maintaining good cardio. Um, you know, I can go all day. I don't get sore. And, uh, you know, I get below 190. I'm constantly hungry. Uh, I just don't feel as good. So. Hmm. that's not stereotypical for most people but for me that works 
Yeah, I think I got to get down to 200, 207. That would be ideal for me. That's that's my main plan going forward. What are you right now? Like 224. Yeah, but see, I've lost a ton of muscle mass over, you know, the course of the last six to eight years. Um, you know, I used to actually have like you know, 18, 18 and a half inch arms. I don't know what they are now. I'm afraid to measure them. My quads, for example, um, you know, I had 29, 30 inch quads. Shit, now who knows what they are. Um, I mean, my entire, I was symmetrical. My caps were 18, 18 and a half. My, my, my biceps were the same. Well, everything's symmetrically smaller now. Um, <laughs> you just can't, you can't hold that much mass and be super efficient in the backcountry. Um, in my opinion, you know, you're going to, I'm not saying you can't do it. You just can't do it as well. We're as efficient. So what else you got going uh, on this week? What's the big plans? Uh, well, I, I got a meeting this morning with customer service uh, guys and the marketing guys as far as, um, you know, making sure we kick out MailChimp's and boosting posts and what we're wanting to focus on. Um that's at seven. And then at eight, I have a meeting with the design team for the new products coming out and the schedule of when they'll come out. Uh, we're getting prepped to move into the, uh, I say we're moving into a new building. That's my way of explaining that we're not actually moving into a building, but we're expanding the one we're in. Mm-hmm. That'll be soon. That'll be hopefully December 15th. We'll have the podcast studio ready, the gear lab room ready, um, the new offices. So we're getting prepped for, for that, um, I go back out mule deer hunting the 15th. Um, so, you know, that's obviously good. And, um, I, um, I may be doing a photo shoot with uh, a company that got a hold of me that, um, basically needs me to go hold some guns and, and look like I'm a hunter. Um, who, who is, who's the company? I don't, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say, so I'm not going to, uh, it was weird. A buddy called, he's, uh, he's the, uh, kind of the photographer, videographer dude. Um, he got a hold of me. He's like, hey, dude, you want to do this for me? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Well, then a uh, a uh, casting agency called like a week later. I thought it was a prank, right? I'm laughing at this lady. I'm, I felt kind of bad. She's like, hi, I'm with whatever casting and, uh, you know, whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I might show up. I might not. Well, I thought it was like yeah, his wife or something. Give me shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, sure, sure. it was actually a casting agency, and then I, I get those uh, a couple times a year for shows. You know, I'll get uh, people that, however, they find people like me to to go do. Uh, I think Matt Anderson. He was he did one with his wife, but I think the last one that I interviewed for was uh, a survival one where it's me and a cook and I got to keep the cook alive and kill shit. And then he preps it and really? it, he preps it according. Yeah. Um, I guess I looked too young. is what they said. Um, I was the right age bracket. I just didn't look the right age. Um, how old were you supposed I, I, to look? Uh, like 50. I think kind of the guy that looks, looks like a bearded professor survival guy. I, I don't know. I kind of laughed when they said that cause I actually had to send him my, because they didn't believe how old I was. So I guess that's a good thing. I look younger than I should. Um, but, I mean, I've had buddy, people tell me, you know, I should go on that show alone. Um, uh, and it's like, you know, survival is important on that show alone, but it's mostly your mind is what gets you, right? They give you enough gear to be plenty 
to stay alive, right? It's, it's right. more going to be the simple fact that you're alive. Um, and a lot of people can't handle that or in the suffering. I mean, there's suffering involved too. Um, and, uh, you know, at no time are you probably that close to death. I mean, I'm sure there are times that's not like I've never been on it, so I can't say for sure, but I've seen the loadout, you know, they got shit tons of gear. Um, you know, it's just, when's the last time you were alone for more than 24 hours? Uh, yeah, that doesn't happen often. Yeah. What never probably. Right. Right. Yeah. So I've been alone probably the most was 13 days um, on a backpack hunt. It would have been longer, but I ran into somebody. Uh, humans nowadays, you're just not alone. Um, and once you are alone, you can p- try to predict or calculate or, or uh, whatever that what it's going to be like. But until you are flat out alone, you don't know what you, how your, your mind is going to handle it. And, uh, I mean, you know, I, I think I would do fine. I've been alone a lot. Um, then again, maybe not, right? A lot of times people are alone. They they got demons, right? All the shit they've ever screwed up in their entire life is, is haunting them, and they sit there and stew about it, and they just become a mental wreck. Um, and I know a lot of people like that, including myself, where, you know, decisions you've made in your past or people you've done wrong or, you know, relationships you should have worked out, and then you're sitting there on the side of a mountain just stewing about what a piece of shit you are, going, becoming a mental wreck. Uh, and that's a lot of, dude, I talked to a lot of people going backpack hunts for the first time. And then it's amazing when people open up. They're like, man, I like to think about with my kid. And I'm a piece of shit father. And I left him to go in the woods. He's like, in reality, he goes to camp longer than I'm going in the mountains. And I talk myself into coming back early. And no, my kid didn't even miss me. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, dude, I've been there. I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. It gets magnified. Yeah. You're focusing so much on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So is it like a That's gun? A fact. So is it like a gun company you're doing this photo shoot for? I don't even know if I'm going to end up doing it, but yeah. I applied for a show once. We had a thing, and I had a few callbacks, but I don't think I was taking it as seriously as they were. I kind of realized that myself when I talked to that lady on the phone. Maybe I should take this to a different level of seriousness. Yeah, because my whole thing was like, listen, I've worked construction. This sounds like a walk in the park, what you want me to do. Like, days off, this is what I would like to do. Like, I don't have to, like... You know, when you work construction, you're on a roof freezing your dick off. It's a different kind of pressure when you got to get shit done than, oh, I'm out here. I think they were following the Great Migration was what they were going to do. And I'm like, this sounds like a really good time. I don't see where the problem is here. Yeah, well, you for the casting, I had to send photos, right? And I'm like, are you sure I need to do this? I mean, my buddy, I mean, he knows what the deal and she got on my Instagram page and I sent her some photos, you know, and a bunch of dead animals and whatever. And I, I was like, look, I don't, I don't need to look the part for this. Like, you know, I, I am the part. Um, <laughs> like, but, you know, and I'm thinking, I mean, because I'm sure they bring in people that haven't used them the whole lot that, that look the part. And I'm, I'm like, look, I, you know, this is my life. This is what I do. Like, there's no need for you to, I mean, unless you're just, blowing this totally out of proportion to beyond real reality. Like, 
I do this every day. So yeah, I'm good. You know, like not, not I'm not worried. Um, so anyway. Yeah. It, it's funny how, I mean, but that's TV. That's how this shit works now. Like they really don't, they'd rather have what looks the part than the actual part. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I would agree with, uh, I would agree with that. I'm texting Frank the Tank. I uh, I had a notepad we went through last night, everything we're going through in the meeting. And because I'm me, uh, I forgot the notepad on the dinner table. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The industry, that's actually a podcast we're going to do today, uh, like the Bob Dylan song, uh, Times Are Changing, you know, yeah. um, about the the industry and, and uh, how it's changed and... Which way do you think you know, you're going you, now, though? Well, I mean, it, you know, different. I mean, dude, there's so many different, I guess, facets to, to the industry. Like, you know, the 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 overblown marketing, I think, is going to go to the wayside. And I think a lot of the, the marketing is going to be focus-driven on, like, a grassroots, genuine uh, love for a product rather than oh, I got on your staff and now you're the greatest. You know what I mean? I think that uh, uh, yeah. people, I, I think people are wanting to, to hear the truth. I think you're 100% right, which is actually how the Adventurous Gentleman basically got started and what it's about is because my, my wife was like, why don't you have, why aren't you trying to get like some professional guys to do this? And I'm like, because uh, that's not really the people what? I want to hear from. You know, here's the thing. If someone sat in the office and this happens every day, emails me and says, Aaron, what type of site is the best for hunting? Um, the top two is going to be, in my opinion, Spot Hog and Montana Black Gold. Right. That's after that. I mean, I, you know, pick the poison, but I mean, those are the two. All right, Aaron, what are there's some things are subjective, right? I don't think that site's subjective. Those two, those, those are the two best. Um, I like the true ball. I shot it quite a bit. I just think that the, the black gold and the spot hog, if the zombies are coming, you're putting one of them on your site. Okay, mm-hmm. you go to boots. There's going to be multiple different boot companies that make a good boot, but that's going to be a fit thing, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, hey, fit's the most important, but check a look at brand A, B, and C. But they've got to fit, but those are good brands of boots that are solid. You can count on those. Other things like clothing, it's not as subjective as boots, right? Fit, fit for clothing, I mean, yeah, you may look a little bit better in one than the other. It's going to be material performance. Uh, you know, the, the way you look should be second there. Um, I can, you know, bam, I, first light merino, right? That's, that's kicking the shit out of everything else in the hunting hunting line. Um, and then you've got, okay, outer layers. Those things are, you can't get on and, uh, you know, or I'm not going to get an argument with that Vortex Razor is equivalent to a Swasti EL, okay? Yes, the price point is forever, but if you're just asking what is your top choice for binoculars, the first three are going to be Swasti, like and Zeiss. Not arguable if money's out of it. Um, you can go on and on with these lists where they're not really packs, right? Um, you know, the three packs are going to be Tavaru, Mystery Ranch, and Stone Glacier, in my opinion. Fit is going to be important. Somebody says, hey, and there's nothing wrong with Everly stock. 
my Everly stocks better than Kapara or a mystery ranch. That's probably not true. Okay. I mean, there's a reason there's a price difference. The sponsorship fucks that all up. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I mean, I hate that. It drives me. People lose money over to buy gear that they shouldn't because somebody's paid to use it. And then, you know what I mean? And then they're promoting it and they think it's good. And uh, it's just a, it's not a good thing. So it's just a bunch of horse shit. Yeah. And some of the things are subjective, like I said, but um, yeah, the other both things, can not, be subjective. Not it can be both. It can be ab- objective and subjective, oh. you know? Yeah, I mean, dude, the bow is a prime. If you didn't make a good bow nowadays, you'd be out of business. So, prime session, Matthews, Hoyt, Botech, Elite, uh, Expedition, a- Athens, they're all good bows. I mean, it's, ki- it's kind of like a fly rod, too, you know? A lot of fly rods are subjective. Right. It's going to feel oh, so you- different in each person's hand. It's not even measurable sometimes. Here, here's one thing that I get a message on. This is off the subject. Why do you drive a Tundra when you run an American-made backpack company? Why don't you buy American-made? Aren't Tundras quick, made in America? Yeah. Quick search on the Googleizer tells you the Tundra has more American-made parts and is made more in America than any other vehicle. The closest is an F-150 EcoBoost, and they're pretty close to the same. And so I'm like, really? Like, I bought it because it's made in America. Like, just because it's a Japanese or whatever company, um, you know, the, that, that, that truck is more, more manufactured more in America than any other truck, Dodge, Chrysler, Chevy, Ford, whatever. Um, I, was, and, you know, I was actually looking at Tundras the other day. Not, not because of you, but because I was looking between that and a Tacoma. I don't know what I'll end up doing, but it's definitely in the running. Yeah, if, if I had to go buy one for my personal use, um, I'd buy a Tacoma, you know, over a Tundra for a fuel economy, but for a big rig. Um, the only downside to that Tundra is the fuel economy sucks a bit. Um, but it is, I mean, it's it's made in America um, more so than any other vehicle. And again, that's another one of those things where it's um, the perception, right? I mean, yep. people perceive well i mean my buddy's ford we went to change the tranny in it we had to order it from mazda <laughs> it's a mazda transmission um you know just shit like that i mean it's the same thing also people throw this american-made stamp on on backpacks companies what there's the fine print on that that says oh yeah we're using asian material it's got asian buckles and cordura and shit but we did put it together here that's fine, right. but at least be honest about it. Like here, we're using American-made parts, components, thread, the whole nine. Um, assembled in America. Right, right, or sewn in America, but you're using Asian shit, which if that doesn't bug you, whatever. It's just I wish people would be honest about it. Um, I think for us, like the dinner plates, uh, you know, the titanium caps to our cylinder stoves, those are made overseas just because we couldn't get titanium caps here. Um so, and then the arrows we're using for uh, some of our different things we have, they're actually made in Mexico. They're gold tips. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we're not perfect. There's a couple things that, that we don't have here, but um, I do uh, I do get a kick out of uh, a specific company that constantly is posting American quality. And I'm like, really? Really? Like, 
Can you quote where you got your buckles and your fabric from? If it's made in America, great. I'd like to hear it, but I don't think it is. <laughs> you know? You're like lies. You're all lies. <laughs> yeah. 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 For, for sure. Um, so but I do like the fact that some of the outdoor companies were getting along better than before, not just me, but in general, it's, it's cool to see like the thick and first light guys hang out and, and that, you know, they may be competitors and, um, you know, but, you know, they're, for, you know, working together with conservation, things like that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really talk to the Mr. Ranch guys anymore. Um, a couple of my buddies that work there are gone, but like I get along pretty well with Pizzito over at um, Stone Glacier. And at least I think I do. Um, you know, and I get along with pretty much all the camo companies except the big K. Um, I don't get along with them as well, but it is what it is. That's awesome. That's, and that's where I think it's going. I, I think things are going to go that way. I think you're exactly right about it. But I know we're running short on time. Did you get that picture? Let me take a look. I don't know if I can get them while I'm talking on the phone. Mm. I'm looking. Yeah. Downloading. I don't know if it'll download. Yeah, uh, I'm going right. to have to get off for it to work. Right. You, want, you want to post it on your Instagram? I'll, I'll post her up. <laughs> <laughs> perfect all right brother uh we doing thursday is that what we're doing are we doing twice a week or weekly yeah yeah let's do it thursday, thursday um, it is it, it'll probably be in the morning um again so yeah i i'm gonna have this posted probably not right i'd say before noon i'll have this up today cool all right i will share it all right brother i'll catch all you right, later man. you have a great day get out there kick some ass yeah you too take it easy all right bye